I went to a TechCrunch Disrupt Hackathon one time. That was a lot of fun. I think that's what it was called. This was like 12 years ago or something. This was a really long time ago. Either that or you fell asleep while you were watching Silicon Valley and you just (laughs) (laughs) created this memory. Yo, actually, now that you say that, am I getting confused? (laughs) You're listening to Working Code with your hosts, one of whom probably just wrote a new JavaScript library, Adam, Ben, Carol, and Tim. Okay, here we go. It is show number 105. I'm back. Thanks for waiting for me, everybody. I know you were patiently waiting, just, you know, tolerating these other three folks. Oh, uh, <laughs> they had to listen to me a lot. <laughs> no, I listened to you guys. The show that you guys recorded, it was great. Really enjoyed it. Great discussion. So, yeah, let's see. Today, we're recording this on December 5th, which means that it is between, it, it clearly between Thanksgiving and New Year's Eve. And we've decided we're going to start a new tradition where we're going to take it easy on ourselves and have no set topic coming into the show and just make it a little easier for us to get the group together and, and have a just have a conversation. Should be a little easier. If you're a if you're familiar with YouTube, there's a lot of people that do no effort November. Uh, <laughs> sort of like our, yeah. our no effort uh, Thanksgiving to New Year's. That's not um, the November I heard about. Oh <laughs> all right, hey, hey. <laughs> Keep it PG, sir. Uh, no, it was Movember. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, what yeah, were you yeah, thinking yeah, about? Uh huh. <laughs> and so, as usual, we're going to start with our triumphs and fails. Um, I guess it looks like it's my turn to go first, so I will do that. I'm going to take a triumph here, in that I am upright, and any day above ground is nicely a good done. And I just choose to accept that as a triumph by default. If I don't have anything else good enough, are you still skydiving in in the yeah. winter weather, or mm-hmm. do yeah, you skydive uh, all year round, or is there a time off? Some people take time off. I choose not to. Um, I, I went skydiving yesterday, actually, Oh, and really? got three jumps. It's it's tougher in the winter because the weather fluctuates more. You know, A, it's colder, right? And, and there's a lot of people that just kind of like, eh, it's too cold for me. It does get particularly cold. You know, you have to have extra gear like gloves and stuff that, and stuff to cover your neck better, whatever. I, I choose to brave the cold, but then even then, you know, days are shorter. It Super rains short. more often. Snow can be a problem, right? You have to have a clear runway. So if the runway is covered oh, yeah. in snow, you're not jumping. That sort of thing. But yeah, you know, I, I choose, I try to go all year round, get as many jumps in as I can every year. That's nice. So I heard something today that just made me think of you and what you said, right? There are two days of the year you can't control. Yesterday and tomorrow. And tomorrow. I like that so, a lot. So enjoy today. I'm totally going to steal that. Yeah. Enjoy today because that's why they call it the present. It's a present. <laughs> I wasn't going to go that sappy, but... <laughs> Yeah. Knit that on a sweater. Seriously. I need an ugly Christmas sweater that says that. Okay. That's going to be my triumph. How about you, Ben? I'm going to go with a failure, which is that in the beginning of 2022, I set my big, hairy, audacious goal for the year to be to build a containerized thing. I didn't necessarily know what that thing was going to be and then deploy it to something that would manage and deploy containers for me. I did approximately 0% of that in any way whatsoever. (laughs) And uh, for a moment, I had briefly considered building something that tracks tips, like uh, like tips you might give to the postman or something. Although I don't think, I don't think you're allowed to give tips to the postman. Do you tips the postman? Yeah. Maybe your hairdresser at Christmas. Yeah, yeah. That's a better example. That's a better example. And then I did absolutely nothing with that. And then I started to realize that even just deploying a container is like 
not no monies because so I have a VPS that I've had for my blog forever and it's it's not inexpensive and the idea of doing anything else for not money like for no profit just feels really weird like I, I don't think I can justify it in my head so I mean ideally I'd want to create some sort of a Lucy CFML service because as we all know cold fusion is amazing it's the future and <laughs> And, uh, but you know, you, you think of generically, I think of something like DigitalOcean as, oh, I can just spin up a $5 droplet and oh, $5 sticks out in my mind for the last 15 years or however long DigitalOcean's been around. But then if you look at DigitalOcean and you look at the cost of things and you're like, well, I want like at least four gigabytes of RAM and, you know, I want to have my SQL and I want to have a persistent data store and like, it's or it, it's like They're already like a hundred dollars a month. Yeah. And you're like, oh, five dollar mm-hmm. droplet is not what I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> so I think what I want to do, I so I want to continue on in 2023, and I'm sure we'll have a 2023 New Year's resolutions episode. But but I do want to build something and I'm I want to balance it out in that I think the local development will all be containerized, but I think ultimately I'll just end up FTPing it to my site. Uh, you know, to my VPS as per usual, yeah. but uh, so failure in that I made zero progress on that goal whatsoever. But, but I, I it took me a year to sort of sort of formulate what I want to do, and now I think I have a, a sense of where I want to go. So silver lining. Are you still going to do a tip type system? No, I want to. I, I think I had mentioned one time that I dabble in poetry from time to time, and and I want to build my little poetry app. No. Yeah. And now I you can just generate now you can just generate with AI. So I was gonna ask Yo, you can you use open AI that. for it. <laughs> that would be something actually a kind of cool feature, I think. So <laughs> I don't ever expect to make money on a poetry website, but I do think about like what what could be theoretically the the paid upgrades, you know, in a freemium model. What would someone be willing to pay for? Maybe they'd be willing to pay for something like that. It's very interesting. Hmm. Or they could just go on beta.openai.com and <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't understand. So I don't understand like what people pay for what they don't in terms of the AI stuff. Because I because I do know like when I went to try it, there were there was like a waiting list, and it would show you like how many people are ahead of you in the queue for for getting things processed. I guess it varies depending on who's hosting that stuff. Hmm, but, um, interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, don't, I didn't. Run. Yeah, I didn't see a waiting list. You're talking about for the image generation, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll send you a link. Yeah, and I tried to even I couldn't even find the 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 sandbox that you were talking about in OpenAI. Maybe I have to sign up. Maybe I was trying to find something where I wasn't signed up. Anyway, that's me. Tim, what do you got going on? Well, I'll take a triumph. I have stereo vision again. That's great. Noise. <laughs> the pink eye is, is mostly gone. So I can see. That's fantastic. It wasn't that long ago we recorded, so I mean not a whole lot has happened. Georgia Bulldogs won the SEC championship. Yay. Awesome. Ooh. Go dogs, but you know, since the playoff C- CFP has come around, it's like that's just like okay, big deal. They won <laughs> next game, so no. But I don't really, don't really have a whole lot of other triumphs other than it just feels really good, good to not have painters tape and uh, toilet paper on my eye. The win, call <laughs> the win. I'll take it. <laughs> How about you, Carol? I am going to go with the triumph. My boss is taking a vacation in another country for two weeks and is not taking his laptop for the what? first time ever. And it's because he trusts us. So isn't that kind of crazy? Yeah. The ultimate conversation or like the last conversation we had was ultimately that worst case scenario, one of you can be my like fingers on a keyboard if it's that critical. 
But we're like, yeah, we hope that it's not that. So I took over some of his projects and am wrapping up a couple of things that we need to get done by the end of the year. But it was just nice to have shown him that he can step away finally because he's been doing this job on his back for a very long time. And now he finally has people that can carry the burden with him. So it's just, it's good. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. I think he's pretty brave for going two weeks in another country. Like (laughs) start with a a weekend, you know. (laughs) I was like, could you have taken a couple days off like last month or something? And let's just test the water. (laughs) It's interesting with an incident where something's on fire. So you, you have a bunch of people involved in some sort of incident remediation. Typically it's low level engineers, individual contributors, and then usually maybe like an engineering manager or, or maybe a CTO steps in at some point, depending on the criticality. And there's, I've been in a bunch of incidents over the years. And at one point, you know, an incident will get raised at like 5 p.m. And it's really hard to figure out. And then it's 6 p.m., 7 p.m. And then it's 9 p.m. And people just banging their heads against the wall trying to figure out what's going on. Those are the worst. Oh, it's the worst. And I always feel like the engineers can never step up and be like, should we just let this burn all night? And then like, let's regroup at 7 a.m. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They don't know when to call it. Yeah. Yeah. And and a manager of some sort really needs to step in and say like, let's just call it for the night. We're not going to get anywhere. You know, the 1 a.m. to 4 a.m. slot is certainly not going to solve that problem. But I Uh, I feel like managers are very hesitant to do that because they'll probably get yelled at if the incident's not solved either. So... And see, I will say here, we're quick to jump in and go, hey, let's take a breather, right? Let's figure out what this is. Let's figure out if it's solvable, how we're going about it. But I have been at jobs where the response was, do you need me to bring you coffee? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> it's no, the wrong direction. <laughs> no, I don't know what to do. Could you bring me another engineer? <laughs> right. That's yeah. the worst feeling. Yeah. And, and that's also depends on your company's SLAs for, for that project. Yep, Absolutely. Well, that's actually one of the really interesting things that we're dealing with right now, because as I mentioned in a previous episode, we had a huge reduction in force, to say it nicely, back in July. And we have some of our services are, let's let's just say, not adequately staffed. And we're trying to figure out how to do on-call rotations. And uh, to Tim's point about SLAs, like we're trying to figure out, are there services where we feel comfortable just saying, yeah, if the service is down for 12 hours because there's literally no engineer around that knows what to do with that service. Like, is that okay? And like, which services is that okay for? Cause it's clearly not okay for all of them. We're, we're going through that exercise. Cool. <laughs> cool. Okay. Cool. <laughs> okay. Well then I guess before we move on, got a couple of things I got to throw in the middle here. Merch update. So I mentioned last time I was on the podcast two weeks ago that we got suspended on Redbubble for some <laughs> reason that they have just chosen not to to tell us why. That's um, crazy. Officially, yeah, it sucks. It's dumb. Officially, it's been two weeks since they suspended us, but it's only been, today would be two weeks since they suspended us, but tomorrow will be two weeks since I submitted my appeal. So technically they have another day to get back to us. Now, do I expect them to? No. No. So we're on the hunt for a new home for our merch. We'll look into that and hopefully have another report back for you soon. But again, this is, you know, no effort December. So we'll see. I mean, I got a couple stickers I can sell for, you know, <laughs> they're, the right they're, offer. They are limited uh, edition. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, they're, that's in the air. Still waiting to figure that out. Like I said, I don't expect a response from them. The other thing is uh, apparently Tim and I don't know that much about Elon Musk. 
Surprise! <laughs> Apparently, we put our foot directly into our mouths a couple of times. How uh, bad? Got some corrections from from listeners. You know, I don't want to look. I, it would be probably a whole episode discussion to get, go through and just relitigate everything that we got wrong and and get it right. So let's just say this: don't take what we said about Elon Musk as as a reliable source of truth <laughs> for anything. <laughs> we were kind of shooting from the hip and aiming to to provide good information, but really it was just a discussion but between a couple of friends who were apparently not that well informed. <laughs> <laughs> but that goes back to what this show is, right? Like I'm okay, I'm not saying we're totally wrong all the time, but I will say that when we started this, we're like, hey, let's just make it if we sat down at a bar and started having a conversation. There's no guarantee we are experts in the subject that we're talking about. And actually, For we sure. usually aren't experts. We're learning about it as yeah. we're figuring it out. So our conversations are meant to be just conversations sure. about it and challenge us to go learn more. Hey, I, I take this as a win, right? Yeah. If, if you want to get a response from an episode and get like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight paragraphs of, of, of feedback. <laughs> it's Cunningham's law. Just say something wrong. Yeah. If we were right. We would be like, nobody's listening. No one, no one's, no one's listening. <laughs> they just must download it and not listen to it. Like this guy was listening, man. Yeah. And it makes me feel like he's involved in our conversation. So it makes yeah. me feel like it's more of a friend coming to you to be like, Hey buddy, you could do better. So I, I really enjoy those conversations. I do too. I just jumped yeah. out of the paragraph where it says, in this case, I have to agree with Tim. I'm like, okay. Cool. <laughs> this guy knows what he's talking about. Clearly. <laughs> this guy. clearly. <laughs> well, so what did, uh, I mean, I know Elon Musk is the richest person in the world or, or was, I don't know if he still is. Fact check, Twitter, please. So. He shot his car at Mars. <laughs> so uh, I, I assume that his billions, his many billions is not from selling a particular company or anything. Like, what? what is the bulk of his money? Did it all come from one most stock? Of it, it's all yeah, stock. I mean, most of it is, is like value paper money. currently. Yeah, yeah, currently. Now, again, I'm just shooting from the hip here. I, I'm no <laughs> You heard it here, folks. But uh, I have to believe that most of it is value created in his companies. And so, like, in order to do the Twitter deal, he had to sell a bunch of, I believe it was Tesla stock. Yeah, gotcha. he, he he did sell some, not not a huge amount, honestly. And then had yeah, because he took he took funding from like European yeah. countries, I think different different banks and things. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that, that's the thing. It's like people are like, you know, why don't these billionaires take take that money and and spend it to like save this problem? Well, when all your money is actually just on paper, mm-hmm. like mm, that's that's, that's literally point. impossible. Yeah. That's literally impossible. They, they'll do the math and say, you know, have this many billion dollars, you could feed this many starving people in the world. And math, yeah, but in in practice, if you start selling a whole bunch of stock, your stock is going to tank. Particularly right. if you're like the founder, the billionaire guy. People are like, oh, well, something must be wrong with the company. And all We're of a sudden, all, bail. all of a sudden, yeah. that value of that stock is is garbage. Mm-hmm. And like now, you have no money to help poor people. I'm not saying they they shouldn't do more, but I'm just saying sometimes that argument is a bit trite. Yeah, yeah. it's not a Scrooge McDuck vault full of money. Right, exactly, <laughs> derobe and swim your in. Yeah. <laughs> As much as we would all like to do that. Yeah. <laughs> now, Apple, on the other hand, they actually do have a huge amount of cash. So, <laughs> yeah, I hate Apple right now. I'm very mad at them. Yeah. Why have they have they done any layoffs? Actually, I don't know about that. I don't. Think Not that I've heard of. But I don't like them right now because someone sent me money on like text through like Apple Cash, right? So I mm-hmm. just left it in my account. Well, then I bought something for the dog and that company went out of business and never shipped anything. 
And typically, like if it was on my American Express, I would just be like, hey, they never shipped it. They would just refund me the money. Mm -hmm. I put in a report and then called the day. They're like, we're sorry. This isn't a fraudulent charge. You agreed to it. So you're just out the money. I was like, I'm not putting any more Apple cash on there. I'm like, it's all getting transferred to my checking account. And then I'll put it on a credit card and pay it off. Like, there's no way I'm going to go through this again. Yeah, that's that's right there. Mm -hmm. Wasn't it an adorable Christmas hat for your dog? No, it was these cutest little dog be- dog gosh dog feeders, and it has like a puzzle in it, so they sniff around oh, to like yeah, keep yeah. eating longer, so that they don't mm-hmm. just scarf down their food. And she's a slow eater, but we just thought it would be adorable to watch her play in her food, so we bought it. <laughs> well, now we don't get to watch it, and we're miserable. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, we have we have puzzles like that that we bought because Lucy was you know on basically bed rest. Yeah. So we were like, okay, well, we need to keep her mentally stimulated if we yeah. can't take her out and wear her out on runs or whatever. And so we have a bunch of dog food-based puzzles. Yeah. And they're they're a lot of fun. And she goes nuts over them. It's fun to watch them learn the puzzles because we have several puzzles that Ruby solves. And it's neat to, because we have to stop her. We're like, no chewing, like no chewing. So we have mm-hmm. to force her, like use her nose and then use her paws to open things. Mm-hmm. So once you teach her to stop chewing, she just slides the whole puzzle like across the living room trying to get it to open <laughs> on stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, shall we move on to the the couple of things that we had written down as possible topics for today? Yeah, sure. Carol, the first one in there is yours. You want to... Yeah, I can kick us off. So I am part of management at our company, if you didn't know that. And part of what we do is we figure out how to set the goals for the following year. So those are called your OKRs. And that's usually set at the top level of the company, like our executives set that, right? And then each department has their, their OKRs to achieve the corporate or like the company level OKRs. And then from there, we have key results or key objectives, key results, the things that we're going to do to try to meet those goals. So like, like none of ours are out yet, but one of them's easy to talk about. And I know I'm not going to get in trouble. <laughs> it's <laughs> to it's to improve community involvement just as, you know, building better teams, building more involved people. It's just more community outreach. So my brain didn't immediately go to let's go pet puppies and feed homeless people. It was, can we have a hackathon? Because that's engineering involvement, right? That's building the community of engineers where I feel like the other part of the company could totally go pet puppies and feed homeless people. (laughs) And, you know, it's still giving back to community in different ways. But I just wanted to know if you guys thought that a hackathon would be community outreach and have you ever done one? Because I've never actually done one. I've been at conferences where they were done, but I'd never had the opportunity to sit through that long of a time because we have other stuff going on. So when you say community outreach, can you define that a little bit more for me? Uh, yeah. Improve community outreach in all the communities where you live. Oh, so this isn't like developers communities this is it doesn't have to be and that's where I was going to challenge and say, well, what about if we do community outreach at an engineering level at developer level. So it is still a community outreach project, just not in what you think of maybe when you first hear community outreach. Yeah, I could see it going two different ways, right? You could do a hackathon where people from the company can participate and it benefits their local community somehow, right? So oh, like yeah. Yeah. one of the one of the things that I've seen for hackathons is, you know, everybody joins up and you each team or whatever gets paired up with a like a 
nonprofit organization and helps them build the thing for their website or something oh, like that. Oh, that's cool. Okay. And then the other thing that came to mind was like, do a more directed hackathon. Like, you know, you can buy like robotics kits or whatever and bring in like high school kids or something from your community and like just have it as an, a way for them to be introduced to software engineering. Yeah, yeah, and see that we have the University of Nevada, like or something. There's a big school. There's a, a school in Reno, so we do partner with them on something. So I had thought about bringing in college students too as part of the hackathon. So it definitely wasn't meant to be just only for people inside our company to work on, but more as a bigger, broader engineering outreach because we're also like, I feel like it's our job to mentor people trying to get into this field. And it's our job to open doors and build the path forward. And sometimes things like hackathons are easy ways to do that. I went to a TechCrunch Disrupt Hackathon one time. That was a lot of fun. It wasn't a any what? kind of... TechCrunch is a website. Yeah. And uh, what was the second thing? Disrupt, I think, was... Okay. I think I think that's what it was called. This was like... 12 years ago or something. It was a really long time ago. Either that or you fell asleep while you were watching Silicon Valley and you just <laughs> created this memory. Yo, actually, now that you say that, am I getting confused? <laughs> between, I know. I, so I've definitely been to a hackathon and participated in a hackathon, but I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain it was TechCrunch Disrupt. But it was a lot of fun. It was 24 hours, I think it was, or maybe it was 36 hours. It was like a day and a half. It was for someone who goes to bed at 9 p.m. You know, that was a change. long day. Yeah, that was a hell of a long day. Yeah, it was a it was a caffeine fueled <laughs> fever dream, and uh, I did at times feel actually physically unsafe because of the amount of <laughs> oh, caffeine. No. But it was a lot of fun. So, did you go with a team, or did you get paired up when you got there? Do you remember? No, I went uh, with uh, Aaron Foss from the Cold Fusion community, and he he went in. We went in. He had an idea for a, a demo he wanted to build, so I was sort of hired muscle that's cool <laughs> both literally and physically <laughs> yeah so there is if you want to learn more about hackathons i subscribe to uh, you don't have to subscribe you can go to the website devpost.com and it sort of aggregates a bunch of hackathons that are out there right now like cool. Yeah, so like right now, let's see, they have like beginner-friendly hackathons. Total prize is $100,000. And so one is... I'm a beginner. I'm definitely yeah. a beginner. I'm Microsoft Azure Innovation Challenge, $10,000 in prizes. And so it basically aggregates them so you can see which ones are out there. You can sign up for them. None of them ever, I've never seen one cost money to join. They're all free to, to join. Um, typically, they want you to use some sort of API or some sort of technology right. that they're featuring and then display it. And that's the whole point of this. You know, you're getting a chance to win prizes, get to learn some new stuff, and they get to be able to go, you know, show these, you know, these guys were, you know, they had two months and they came up with this really cool thing. And here it is. And we'll give you a big check and everybody claps and just to encourage people to to use their technology. That's really cool. So there's one right here that's called Hack Hers 2023. And it's all about filling the gender gap in exploring technology. Okay. So yeah, I thought it was going to be are... breaking into the potato chip company. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't get it. There's a potato chip company called Hers. It's got two R's, though. Oh, yeah. I, then, I didn't know that. Dude. Okay. So this is, what's the word? Let's just go with geospatially relevant. I live in Pennsylvania outside Philadelphia. And 
the hers like headquarters home base plant is within easy driving distance of me and every year they put up an amazing christmas light show oh cool. uh, where and and you just go and you just drive through there's you turn in as if you were an employee like you just go onto their little campus and they have a predefined route little signs up and everything but you can just follow all the other cars because there's you cannot go in there at night and there's not cars going through it. <laughs> cool. That's so it's awesome. It's just like a little drive-through Christmas light show. It's always a lot of fun. Do you have to turn your radio to a certain like AM station to hear the music that goes along with the sounds? That would be really fun, but no. That's uh, what we they usually, do here. Yeah. Am I the only one who hasn't heard of Hers Chips? I've never heard of Hers I've Chips. I thought it. at first he was like poking fun at Hershey's because is it in Pennsylvania no. Hershey's too? is here too, but yeah. no. Never heard of them. It must be a regional thing. I think I'll, so. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm like one state over from him and I've never heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Hers? Like H-E-R-S? H-E-R-R. Two, two R's. R's. So getting back to the hackathon thing. <laughs> Sorry. So, random talks, you guys. Yeah, random talks <laughs> is what you're going to get. So you can host a hackathon uh, with DevPost. I've never done it myself. You can do a private one for with like within your organization. You can do a public one as well if you want. Cool. Uh, so there might, there might be some tools there if you if you want to... You could, you know, I, I guess you could do this multiple ways. You could either host a, a hackathon yourself, but then you have to come up with all the objectives and everything, or you could just pick one that you think looks interesting, and you know, reach out to the community and say, "Hey, we'll we'll work with your, you know, bring put college students or you know, high yeah. school students on the team, and we'll we develop we'll developers. We'll yeah. work with you, and if you win, you guys, you know, get the money. Yeah, I, that's actually really good. So. I like this. I'll be taking credit for yours and Adam's <laughs> ideas here. Thank you, guys. That's what we're here for. Free consulting night. You steal from me, you stole twice. <laughs> well, it's not relevant to this discussion at all, but I just stole something from Tim uh, not too long ago. Man, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry for bringing it up because I can't go into a whole lot of details for personal and legal reasons. But <laughs> my something you said, Tim, a long time ago, at a conference that I really it obviously made a mark on me because I still remember it is that, you know, like white male privilege is like playing a game on easy mode mm -hmm. and, and people that are in minorities and, and that sort of thing are playing on hard mode. And, you know, based on all the stuff that we've been struggling with lately as a family, I told my wife that it's like somebody went into the game settings of our lives and switched us over to hard mode. And she was like, mm -hmm. actually, that's like perfectly describing yeah. Yeah. how we're feeling. So... <laughs> Uh, and you can't change it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember that. I remember that. I think it was a breakfast. We were our lunch at, at the conference. You and I were sitting at a round table. And uh, I don't know how the conversation got started. And some people are stuck kind of poo-pooing the whole privilege thing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, nah, nah. <laughs> we, we are very privileged people. You, we, yeah. we have no, we have no, we, we're so deep in it. We don't know how, how much we benefited from it. So. Which is exactly what privilege is. Exactly. Right? Exactly. But yeah, that, and, and you stole that from me. Well, I stole it from John. It's John Scalzi. You, know, okay. you, you yeah. and him, you and I, he did a blog article. You can Google it, John Scalzi, white privilege, uh, privilege, and it'll be like one of the first Scalzi, S-C-A-L-I-Z-I. -I. It'll be the top uh, hit. And it's a really good article. No I really between the L and the Z, S-C-A-L-Z-I. Uh, but yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Trying to spill. Hey, hey. So. <laughs> Working Code Podcast, your number one source for Misinformation, not disinformation, <laughs> misinformation. <laughs> Try to think what other hackathon things could you do? Or or maybe just even not a hackathon. What other community outreach things? 
Yeah, I mean, and we went, like, in my head, as I'm making these bullet points, I went through the obvious ones, you know, like, there's several opportunities for food involvement. So, you know, bring in foods, do food drives, you know, we can host our own food drive and give back to communities where we live because our offices are in multiple cities. So it's not just in one place and then challenge people remotely to do the same. And then there's opportunities with like the, I had the letters, ASP, ASPCA, ASP, yep, that's the one. <laughs> dyslexia here you guys yeah i'm like there's opportunities to volunteer all across the board just for actual people community involvement i just was trying to think of something that would actually stimulate an engineer to go do it yeah because we don't motivate too easy outside of a technology field or mm-hmm. outside of video gaming and it's just how it is so hey a video game tournament yeah that would not be a bad idea Proceeds go to some charity. Yeah, we got a winner, but the you know something winner gets mm-hmm. a little bit, but there's proceeds that, that go to uh, mm-hmm. you know sort of charity. Yes. Okay. Uh, Is there anything more to talk about for that? Hackathons? Nah, I have some ideas. Cool. I'll present them. I'll let you guys know what happens with it. So who's cool. was this one? I imagine some of our listeners might have some ideas too. Yeah, yeah. Hit me up with them. Where can they do that, Carol? Oh, you can do that on Discord. You can head on over to workingcode.dev slash Discord and join. And so you know, I'm at K underscore roll or just search for Carol. You'll find me. <laughs> She's the one that's got a really long, ridiculous uh, yeah, for her name. Yeah, I need to change it. <laughs> that was a joke one day and I never took it off. <laughs> uh, the next one is me. Okay, go for it. Ooh. Code freezes during the holidays. Uh, so this yes. is something we do at work. We have a halt on all deployments. I think it's between like December 23rd and January 3rd, something like that. A little wiggle room on either side. And it's it's interesting to me because there's a there's this notion oftentimes in the programming world that the people who are afraid to deploy on Fridays are the people who don't test. So they're mm-hmm. always unsure that you know, I might just deploy something and it explodes and I'm already on the train home kind of a thing. And I think it's interesting to think about Friday deployments versus holiday deployments because it's not the same thing to me. The The, the, the reality of deploying is, is that always something can go wrong. Yeah. Having nothing to do with your code, it could be like a network failure or if, you know, you're a container-based deployment, you know, maybe new containers just don't spin up for some reason, or you're on Amazon and there's literally, they don't have any instances that they can give you at that moment. And you just can't, like your deployment just breaks or, you know, for whatever, there's like a thousand reasons mm-hmm. as I have discovered that things just don't work. <laughs> I actually literally right now, as we speak, I've been trying to deploy code since about 4 PM and it, it has to go to a, a number of clusters and it's gone to 84% of the clusters. And for whatever reason, it keeps timing out at 84% of the clusters and just doesn't want to go forward. And I don't know why. I've, I've retried it about seven times and I filed a ticket with our platform team. But it's like, it's not my code. Something yeah. at the platform level is just breaking at some sort of weird low-level Kubernetes, Amazon reserved instances versus spot instance, probably some sort of vertical auto-scaler. Like, who knows? It's, so, it's such a mysterious black box. So anyway, I don't mean to rant, but uh, as far as not deploying during holidays, because something can always go wrong, it's just like, you're not a jerk. Like, don't be a jerk right. to your team because 
if something's not working and then it becomes an all hands on deck, like suddenly you ruined someone's holiday. And it, it's not about trusting your code. It's about not taking chances. And, and those are, those are different things, but, and they're different enough that I think it makes sense to have code freeze during holiday. Yeah, we're doing a code freeze. I think it starts the 22nd through <laughs> the 3rd. And it's for the same reason. It's not that we don't trust our code. It's that, like you said, if it doesn't deploy, I can't fix that. I have to go call someone in and say, hey, this isn't working. Or if I need to make a database change, I can't do that. A DBA has to do it. So it's not fair to be like, hey, we just want to keep pushing things out the door. So it's one thing if there's a problem. Like I'm all for if there's something wrong, we'll fix it. That's different. Mm-hmm, right. But if it's just to get more product out the door, no. Why, why risk it? We all work to have nice families. We don't work to just keep working. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you guys, Tim, Adam, do you guys do code freezes? The way that I like to do my code freeze for the holidays is I just try to make a tradition of taking the week between Christmas and New Year's off. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Word up. And so like, I'm not there. I'm not deploying anything. And I, you know, I, I make it a, a point not to check in on work chat or email or anything like that. Like, I'm just not around. I'm not available. So if you have a problem, good luck. <laughs> yeah, we're we're off the entire week of Christmas. So Your that whole makes company's it closed. Yeah, for, oh, for the entire dude. week. That's yeah, player the whole week. Yeah. So yeah, so if you want to, if you want to deploy like early, you know, like the, the big, you know, the end of that, it's like go ahead. That's fine. You just, you're you're going to fix it. You know, on the, one of those <laughs> days of the week. But yeah, but but usually by the time you know people get around to, you know, whatever second day in they're they're not they haven't deployed anything and nothing's broken so usually it's okay but 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 unofficially yeah we we all just kind of talk to together and go you know what this this can wait because we have an approval system and if if it's like you're approving it it's like no i'm not approving that till we get back (laughs) i I love the fact that your company is closed officially for the holiday i i really i've never been in a company where it was like that and it's always half the company takes the time off and then the other half of the company is there doing basically nothing because one, you can't deploy code and two, it's just not fun to work when only half of the people are actually online, especially with pull requests that need to be approved and everything. But it just like, it's like you're keeping the company over open for the sake of keeping it open. Like you're not keeping it open because something productive is happening and it always just disappoints me. You, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's... Once your customers get trained to it, it gets better. But we don't deploy a whole lot of code anyway at, on the mm-hmm. on the on the payment side of the house. Uh, we deploy maybe once every couple months. Oh, really? Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. So no, there's not a whole lot of changes. So why why break it? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So for us, it makes sense to stay open, Ben, because we have a lot of customer support stuff, right? Mm. So we have people working through these holidays. We have people still buying houses, still trying to close on stuff by the end of the year. Like there's a lot that's still trying to, to process. And if some of those orders start failing, we need engineers there to start figuring out what's happening with the network, what's happening, you know, with the code layer to do all of it. So. Yeah, that's true. That was distracting, Tim. (laughs) Sorry. Tim took off his shirt and wow. (laughs) So yeah, but most of engineering does take off. And this year it worked out good because we have the two days off. So it's like, I think we're closed Friday, Monday. 
So then people are taking off Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then they're off Friday, Monday again for New Year's. So people are only taking three days off, but getting like 10 days off or something. I don't know the math. I'm working the whole time. So I don't care what you guys do. Go enjoy your holiday. <laughs> so, Tim, how did you get so tan in the winter? Oh. You don't really talk about how I grew breasts at the same time. <laughs> hey, oh. I didn't want to pry. That's, it's none of my business. Okay, uh, you got to fill everyone in who may not have listened to last week's episode. Yeah, so Ben, afterward, Ben, why don't you tell us? So you, you, you were inspired, I guess, when we talked about the AI and the image generation well, so- and, and you were trying to generate something. I so I think weeks or months ago, whenever the the whole stable diffusion stuff, when that was really getting a lot of press on on all the podcasts, I I googled for some sort of online sandbox where I could try the image stuff, just because I was so curious. And I typed in. I mentioned this on the previous episode. I typed in something to the effect of huge muscular women dripping in sweat and glistening and flexing their huge biceps, and it generated what was like a photorealistic picture it, it was like a it was like four different pictures and they were all kind of stunning in that it actually created these out of nothing so like they look like bodybuilders right like, yeah 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 so well, his looked the form well okay well, hold no, on. No, no, so, no the first one the first one was good so yeah yeah so the first one from months ago was was amazing it was like what tim just posted now and then after we did the episode last week and i was writing up the show notes i'm like oh wouldn't it be fun if i included as part of the show notes my prompt and a couple of images but i i couldn't find the original thing that i tried i found some other thing and the prompts led to like nightmarish looking pictures <laughs> like things that would you'd see in a nightmare that would come kill you like it was that kind of a thing have you ever seen the image of like the first taxidermy wolf or something <laughs> Yeah, like that. That is what that face looks like. Yo. Oh my god, totally, <laughs> totally. So the guy's Tim, like, I don't know what this animal's supposed to look like, but maybe this. <laughs> so Tim, Tim took the the type of prompt that I used and put it into something, and it came out with this amazing photo. Like what you would expect to have yeah, have yeah, been yeah. able to deliver to our listeners last week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not a picture of me. Trust me. I, I, <laughs> you get older, you lose all your body mass, muscle mass. Yeah, that's why you don't have it. Exactly. And I and I and I sit all day. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm blaming it on the t- on the testosterone. Uh, wow. Sorry to derail there. <laughs> no worries. I have a question leading out of uh, last week's show. Uh, you guys talked, uh, I guess, at the beginning in the Tramps and Fails about how Ben, you're. You've decided you're on your last project on the legacy yeah. platform. He's letting go. <laughs> that was good. Thank you. The so I was curious, you know, where where are you on that uh, that roadmap that that zoomed in roadmap of I'm, this project onto the next one? So this project is still in the ideation phase. I I literally spent all of Thursday and Friday of last week just thinking about how I want to approach this problem. I mean, not just in my head, but like writing down notes and kind of playing around with what some database tables might look like, but all just in a Jira ticket. You know, it's just like now it's this massive Jira ticket where I'm, it's an epic. So I'm, this is the description in the epic that I'm trying to figure out how I want to do this. And it's not quite clicking yet. I'm not quite sure what I want the data to look like. And I'm reviewing the code to see what it already does. and, And I don't know. So as far as, 
the end of this project and then the the parlaying into the the new platform that's still just in high level discussions i i talked about it with my the director of platform who is the person i report to right now and uh, she seemed open to it i i think she needs to look at her roster and see where people are allocated and where there's huge gaps in the the coverage like i was talking about at the top of the show we have services that like no one's assigned to and there's really serious issues if there's downtime so there's going to be what I want to do, and then there's going to be what the company needs me to do. And hopefully there's some overlap. Hmm. But I'll tell you one thing that I had just touched on her. I have a, a weekly meeting with, the, with her on Mondays, which is when we're recording today. She had mentioned in a previous call, I'm a principal engineer. That means something different in every company, I'm sure, but it means something at this company. And she she said something to the effect of, well, on the new platform, we'd like to bring your your efforts more into alignment with what a principal engineer does, which I didn't, didn't exactly know what that meant, but it sounded much like I'm not doing my job, which, <laughs> you know, is not out of the realm of possibility. I was I was just made a principal engineer by a CTO. He like blessed me and he said you're you know you're no longer just an engineer you're a principal engineer today and you report to me and that was that was like six years ago and no one's really questioned it since so i said to her i said you know if we need to have a discussion about me not being a principal engineer anymore like maybe my skill set on the legacy platform fell under principal engineer responsibilities and maybe on the new platform it's not the same thing like maybe my skills just don't translate into a into a modern platform in the context of principal engineer. And so, so that's another conversation that we might have as well. But it's like, yeah, you're programmer one, take, take a 75% pay, pay cut. I, I, I know. So, so that's the big thing. That's the big thing. I'm like, I, I definitely don't want to not make the money I'm making right now. Like I don't want to make less money. That would be on that. That, that, I, will not, that won't be in the cards. No, I feel like that'd but, be a morale buster. Oh yeah. That'd be bad. I'm going to give you my prediction. I think this conversation is going to go along the lines of a principal engineer needs to be able to manage people and needs to be able to manage resources and needs to be able to manage like budgetary constraints a little bit. And maybe you weren't having to do that on the legacy side. So (laughs) she may be being like, look, you're going to have to like manage a team of people along uh, yeah, with yeah. this. I mean, yeah. like I have successfully been managing a hundred percent of the people on the legacy platform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're gonna need like a few more. So I don't I don't think it was meant like in my head, like I can't imagine someone like coming to one of our engineers and being like, you're going to this project, but you're no longer like no longer a principal engineer because your technology doesn't match what we need over here for this technology. You're not suited for it. It would be more of you need to broaden your your career a little bit with with responsibilities to match what other principal engineers are having to do. Yeah. And yeah, go ahead, Tim. Yeah, I mean, it could be. I mean, that that's what that means. It could also mean, you know, some people think that a principal software engineer, they, you know, they develop, they test the software, achieve the goals, and and they, they oversee the technical aspects of the computer software projects. So it may not necessarily be a, like a people management job, necessarily, because I, I do see a lot of definitions of that, and they tend to be different across different companies. Uh, Maybe uh, not people management, but what about people leading? 
Does that make more well, sense? Like, so she mentioned like more mentoring stuff and helping yeah, to yeah. up-level more junior engineers. There you go. Yeah. Not, not that we go. have a lot of junior engineers at the company. It, it, our, our company has always been plagued with the, we would love to have more junior engineers, but not now. Yeah. And like, but it's been like that for like 10 years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my gut feel has been as I think that if you really like just commit yourself to it, be like, all right, we're, you know, whatever the new thing is that you're having to learn, I'm going to be reading your blog post about this new thing and you're going to be knee deep in it <laughs> and going, this is so cool. Do you know you can do this? Cause I mean, that seems to be how you learn is by, you know, kind of learn out yeah, in the yeah, open yeah, and, absolutely. and, and, you know, and learn by teaching. So, I mean, that you know, you'll, you'll be spinning that up and you'll be writing blog articles. The next thing you know, people in your company would be like, oh man, I Googled this problem that we had and Ben's, Ben's blog came up, you know, it's like, <laughs> I, I, I hope our, it's for, that. Our, for this, that, yeah. yeah. And I hope it's I really not, believe so. I hope it's not Peter Principal where, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm fine. Like they finally put me in a place where I'm just no longer effective, but. No, they're not putting you out the pastor. No, well, I mean, and you're not really doing anything. It's just you're different. It's going to be different stack, right? It's not. It's not like they're saying, "Hey, we want you to lead finance or do sales and marketing." Right, right. And, right. and you're like, "Yeah, I'm. The, I'm a really good coder, so I, I can do that too." That's the Peter principle. <laughs> well, she keeps bringing up a lot of cross team communication. She's like, oh yeah, we want we want you to be in, in touch with more teams. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like people. What was the, there was an episode that you guys did mostly without me while I was camping. I think it was Carol is your coworker. Uh, it was a solutions architect. Is that what it was? Oh, right. Oh, yeah. With Jason. Yeah. yeah. It, sound, it sounds kind of like she's kind of moving in that direction, right? She wants you to like help people get unstuck or, you know, mentor them so that yeah. they become better at their own jobs. Yeah. If, if we had principal engineers, he would be at that level. But yeah. we have architects. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of, right? I like think the, you're probably right. I think you're mm-hmm. probably right. I, I just hope that it jives with with whatever sparks joy for me. Yeah, yeah. just, just to, I think since nobody else at the company is going to be doing CFML, you're going to have to learn to, to not get hung up on the syntax, right? It's about the, oh. the methodologies. And the- oh, you made him cry now, Adam. God. <laughs> so I, I just want to quickly tangent here and ask Carol what in the heck she's holding. I fidget all the time, as you may have noticed over the past, you know, 105 episodes of this. And I have these magnetic little hexagons. I thought it was like a hexagons. computer they chip They could be or pentagons. How, one, two, three, four, five. Five sides is a pentagon, Yeah, that'd right? be a pentagon. And they all click together and make a ball, or you can just smash them and they come oh, apart. Right? okay. So I just, I play with them and restack them and... Just play with a couple and make a cube or whatever. It looked like a nicer version of the ones that we got for my kids when they were little. Like they they were real cheap, you know, little things, but yours look real nice. Well, they're not super nice. I got them on Amazon for like, you know, five bucks. So I love (laughs) they haven't fallen apart yet and the dog hasn't eaten it. So I'm going to (laughs) keep playing with it. So one of those uh, things happens. We've had our first Christmas decoration casualty. Uh Uh, We had a a, a Christmas themed teddy bear murdered by Lucy. Oh, <laughs> de-stuffed. Yeah, we have a we have a grumpy cat that's been around since the boys were little. They got it for me one year for Christmas. So every year I just pull it out and it's got a little T-shirt on and it says like I had fun once. It was terrible, you yeah. know. So it goes <laughs> under the Christmas tree every year and it just sits there. 
Well, today we were in the kitchen and Ruby comes walking in there with that cat in her mouth and looks at Peyton and Peyton's like, no, (laughs) (laughs) not grumpy cat. Why? Yeah. (laughs) R.I.P. grumpy cat. So I'm waiting for the same thing, Adam, for for it to be destroyed soon. Okay. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we shut it down and move on to after show? I think we're good. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, well, as I mentioned, we're going to go do the after show, tease a couple of topics here for you. So I know in the past on the show, like as we were heading into Thanksgiving, I mentioned that I was having a fence installed around my backyard. I don't think that I've mentioned that I don't have a fence around my backyard yet. So I guess I'll get into that a little bit. Another thing I wanted to throw out there was, Tim, it must have been an after show or something like that. You you had mentioned a book called Jumper. We were, I mm-hmm. think we were talking about movies and, and you mentioned the book. That one of those movies was jump uh, based on jumped on, um, and <laughs> so much I, better I, than the movie. Uh, yeah, I've started reading it. I'm about seventy five percent, maybe eighty percent through. Dang. Uh, and, and yeah, it's, we're gonna talk about it a little bit. Yeah, um, cool. I'd like to hear you see your reaction. I hope you hate it. <laughs> and I guess Ben inspired a song in his last episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll we'll love the little get a little. Are little, you singing little, again? Oh, yeah, I'll be singing again. Oh, yeah. very yeah. exciting. Yeah, yeah. So this episode of Working Code was brought to you by No Effort December. <laughs> and <laughs> listeners like you, if you're enjoying the show then, and you want to make sure that we can keep putting more of whatever this is out into the universe, then you should consider supporting us on Patreon. Our patrons cover our recording and editing costs, so we couldn't do this every week without them. Special thanks to our top patrons, Monty Sean and Giancarlo. If you want to help us out, you can go to patreon.com slash workingcodepod. You can support us for as little as $4 a month. And we really appreciate Every single person who does. And we're thankful for you. Your homework this week. Go to workingcode.dev slash review. That's probably the best way to give us a, a little boost. And uh, leave us a review. Five stars only, please. Got to keep the streak going. Last time I looked, we were still all five stars. So really appreciate all that. That's going to do it for us this week. We'll catch you next week. And until then. Remember, your heart matters. And it takes no effort for us to appreciate your heart. Thanks. <laughs> <Nice. laughs> You've been listening to Working Code with your hosts, Adam, Ben, Carol, and Tim. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. We'll catch you on the next episode of Working Code. Yeah. Facebook for people who volunteer at your local soup kitchen. Yeah. Joke. Sorry. Oh, that wait. Out. Facebook? That. You said Facebook for people that volunteer at your local soup kitchen. Yes. I, I was trying to figure out what he meant. There's, I just like assumed he was a group. No, it's, there's like a meme, right? Like Facebook for penguins or whatever. It's like, if you don't know what to do for your startup, it's just Facebook for something. Um. Yeah, all that needs to go. Yeah, because <laughs> I didn't terrible. get it. I was like, okay. It's because it wasn't uh, funny, apparently. Not even dad humor. Just bad humor. Oh, I, I, you know what? I don't care. Use it as a, as a blooper. That's fine. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.